My name is Andrew. My name is Alexis. Let's get this rolling. <laughs> Craig Abraham Bariji, happy to be here. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So good to see you all. You guys are looking awesome and amazing. Uh, yeah, let's get this party started. Uh, we're talking about Black Lives Matter. There's been a big there's been a massive uproar this year and it's been beautiful and it's been lovely to see how people united together, whether black, white, Hispanic, even with the Instagram hashtag. And it was amazing. It was really nice to see people standing together, giving updates and um, putting all these black Americans that have been unjustly killed by the police and, you know, pointing out injustices to the system. Because of, as Africans, we know the problems with our police. I didn't realize it was that bad in the States. I mean, I had heard stories of white cops killing innocent black um, humans, but in Uganda, we're used to our problems, even as Africans. But to see that also the system there is also as corrupt, not just killing, but also as corrupt as the system here, it brought a lot to the forefront. And I think one thing I want to bring, I really just want to point out is we need to be careful about um, black radicalism because I'll give an example using pop culture we know Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion they released a music video that had all these up uh, all these um, female rappers and personalities they put them in their music video in a nice like you know it was it was a, it was a, it was a controversial video but I think what I found really petty was that people had a problem with Kylie Jenner being in the music video just walking around and I was like she's a big I, she's a big um, personality. She has all these followers. And the other girls in the video were like rappers and professional dancers and models. So they had rooms and they had their scenes. Kylie Jenner, did you ever see her dance? Like, that's the most she could do. She could dance. And people were so mad she was just walking around with a whip. And I'm just like, it's just fun. And there was a whole petition to have her removed from the video, calling out the artists. And I was like, no, they were just trying to do female representation. So like, but that's just a light way to talk about black radicalism. And we need to be careful because we are fighting for equality for all. We need to remember that. We're not trying to make one race feel smaller than the other. And black people historically have been put down, which is why we say black lives matter. Because all lives matter. Because we are trying to balance. The, we're trying to balance. And we're not trying to put anyone else put anyone down. And we want people to recognize people of other races to recognize the things that they've done wrong in the past whether it's slurs whether it's the families they've come from correct yourself and that that's really what it's all about and we should not lose focus of that um uh, to begin with my thoughts on black lives matter are very limited um because i i believe in the notion that the people who are experiencing it should be the first-hand speakers and then anyone else who talks about it is is a second party to it um, but I'm all for resistance. I think it was about time. Um, black people have continuously been under so much when it comes to racism and how police has been tar has targeted them. And they've, they've spoken about it, they've written books about it, they've done interviews about it. I think I was watching a James Baldwin interview and he was speaking on when will change come? The time of my father, my grandfather, now my sons <laughs> and they were still going through the same thing and he passed away a while back and that's still an issue 
Um, I think my final thought would then be on how Black Lives Matter, because it was a movement that was created by queer women, and, and we now see that it, the, the movement has shifted or the poster child for the movement is black men. So we see George Floyd um, was, was the poster child, but they were so, Breonna Taylor was another woman who was killed by police brutality. They got into her house in the middle of the night and shot her and said, oh, wrong house. Um, and, and then that goes to say that a lot of women were then pushed away from, from being recognized as also facing police brutality. So I think in that realm, that was something that needed to be dealt with, in my opinion, because Black Lives Matter does not necessarily mean only Black male life matter, but Black female life matter as well. I feel like in Africa, it's good that we were also speaking up for Black Lives Matter. And as she said, we do not have first-hand accounts because we do not permanently, we don't really live there to see what's going on. And I feel like the same uproar that even our fellow Africans and Ugandans were using to support and hashtag fighting for justice, we need to apply the same energy in our own countries because we have our own sets of problems. Here we kind of handle racism okay. You've seen how um, the police go after, they, they went after, remember there was a white man who abused people in a hotel here in Uganda? Yes, it the, went the video went yeah, on Twitter and the like it went it made noise and the cops went and found him and arrested him and I feel like we handle it okay and we speak up on the issues but we have bigger issues we need to be screaming about in this country unemployment corruption politics and like educate you know teachers and doctors not being paid recognizing these things these are things we need to be really fighting for and making a movement for and women's safe women and children's safety because also domestic violence has been a very big issue this year it's been here all, all our lives but it's become a very big issue now. and these are things we need to be speaking up on and finding ways to deal with i think i wasn't opposed to <coughs> africans speaking out on black lives matter especially because when you go there because you don't know i'm yes. sitting here right now but i don't know where i'll be in the next 10 years or where any other african will be in the next 10 years and when you go there you're not necessarily going to say oh i'm african you can't shoot me <laughs> it is yeah. still going to it's still going to be something that's going to affect you in the long run. So I was happy with that solidarity that did not wasn't only Africa, but you saw black people in France, black people in Europe going doing the work that was necessary. I think. Um, I do think African should participate because, in a way, we are also affected even in our own countries, like uh, international schools. Yeah. We really, really okay. We really face racism in. Uh, Really bad way. And it's in our own country. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. in our own country. Then we also have South Africans facing the same thing. Um, yeah, so I really do feel like we should participate. It's not as much, but we're still facing it. And you know, we need to be. Okay, on, on the on the, no, do you think the movement has has created any systematic uh, racial changes? We're just not to make it happen. Yeah. Just like ones, because people make noise on social media, so people have to act. And then, in the normal life of a black man in America, he's still racially abused, still targeted. But then, white people don't seem to realize that sometimes the black people bring these problems upon themselves. They have the highest criminal rate in the country. Historically speaking, there is that, but you cannot judge everyone because not everyone is like that. And, and also, to add on that, historically speaking, 
um, they are systems put in place by racism, by racial injustices to keep black people in certain, you know, in certain places. In so, certain so, social economical so statuses. So a black person will run a red light and you go in prison for 10 years. A white mm. person will rape someone and oh, okay, you can talk about it. Can now be caught. Oh, you, understand? <laughs> you look at it that way, but then a white person has a better lawyer. That's where you get to. Because he's being put yeah, in places yeah. to get a better lawyer, to afford a better lawyer. So, so instead it's of like, first focusing on the police brutality, they should focus. The black people should be fighting for better rights. In, that's what. That's the whole point. Yes. Because one reason why you'd say black people are committing crimes yeah. and whatnot is because the system is designed not to give them opportunities. Exactly. It's very limiting. But, when I'll you, give you an example. When you say that you're justifying them committing that No, thing. I'm not justifying. I'm okay. saying it's wrong. But also, people of other races commit the same crimes. Exactly. Exactly. It's but true. I'm just saying black people are put in a box. They're not given enough opportunities. I'll give you an example. A few years ago, I, was in, I visited Italy. I was there for about a week. And one thing I noticed was there were no... I barely saw any black people. Mm. I was in Milan. I'm walking through tourist sites, streets, trains, what... I did not see any black people apart from the people I was traveling with. So um, the only time I saw black people were like in cafes, but cleaning, cleaning. Mm. No one at the cashier, no one taking your orders. These are all run by by white people. You're not seeing black people doing anything like... Yeah, You, you get yeah. what I'm saying? It was very upsetting to see. And when you do your homework, you realize they really put people in a box in a lot like of these countries. Yes. I think, I think to, put, uh, yes. to put a number on it, uh, in America, when it actually started, the systemic racism was in 1937 mm. with uh, redlining, where they like had a map of America and they would put red spots on all the non-white areas. Yeah, so, black people. so people didn't have schools, jobs, like poor facilities, because banks couldn't give them loans. So as that uh, went on, you know, every people the non-white people reacted differently. Mm. Black people went into uh, gangs, gang violence, as you said. Uh, so more gang violence means more police deployment in such places, which means that the black person is more likely to be caught for a petty crime. Then, yeah. yeah. But then when you look at how the other non-white people reacted to this kind of thing, the Asians are doing so well. And they're all non-white. The Hispanics are also non-white, but they're doing so well. So I feel like the system is now and no longer as bad as well then. But they should be better. But things should be way better than they were before. Yeah. And they're yeah. not as good. Yeah, as of course, they have to come back. I, I get back. what you're saying. They have to come back. No, but I get what he's saying. It's The thing with that is we think it's not as bad as it was, but oppression fits the society at the time. So it, it's not redlining now, it's not removing schools, it's removing opportunities or something else. Like it advances to fix the situation you get. I don't know if that makes sense. I think then you're shifting the conversation, it becomes less an issue of um, the Black Lives Matter movement, but stereotypes, because the, as much as we can say Black people have always been disadvantaged in the communities they've lived in, mm. we perpetuate stereotypes. For example, gangs, should not exist today if 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 we're saying they were a forced habit mm. due to circumstances back then why do they still exist today i feel like as much as we can say that we've been put in unfortunate circumstances we cannot then blame the system for our continued lingering so to speak because you have the ability you know there's successful black people in the community you understand okay. the successful pillars 
<laughs> but you, 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 we cannot generalize and say that everyone has been affected the same way. But again, it comes back to the issue of stereotypes because there's always going to be the fact that people always look at black people a certain way and white people a certain way. But now, how do we break the stereotype of, oh, black people are more susceptible to violence and, you know, being criminals and being, you know, impoverished communities? How do we break the stereotype, change the narrative, so that instead of looking like the victims of an, uh, you know, unjust system, we are working towards becoming better as a community and as a people? I want to speak to something you say. Um, there are some black figures that have made it out, so then we should all try to, so, something in regard, in line to that. Um, let, me go, let me first go back and say, no, I, I don't think there's been systematic help, racial justice, um, but the noise has been able to shine a light to what's going on and open up. Then going back to your statement, I, I'm trying to use like a Ugandan example. So for example, Bobby Wine, let's, let's use that. He grew up in the ghetto. Um, but look at where he is now. He's a presidential aspirant. Yes, that is an exception. <laughs> it is not. It is not. I think now all get it, but I'm not working hard, or all get it, but not trying to break a certain thing. But there are not. There are no systems in place in Uganda to ensure that people are able to get opportunities, that are able to get an education. There will always be an exception, but that doesn't mean other people are not doing the necessary work. So there will always be a black exception. There will be Jay Z. He came out of the hood. There will be who who P Diddy. But that was they were. Ex it was an. Exception. It was an exception. But the systems are still there. They're still because if you have to dismantle the systems in order for everyone to have access to certain. But in the Western world, you agree if you work hard, you get success. No. No. That's a myth. The color of your skin <laughs> in a lot of these countries, in first world countries. Affects how far you climb in your career. I have gender. I have uncles and aunties <laughs> raising who are Ugandan born but African born and are raising children in the states. Mm. And the advice they raise them with is: you have to work twice as hard as your classmates and, multiply, right? and <laughs> multiply that to get anywhere. Yeah, because that's the truth. It's because so hard. There's a stereotype that now black person. I could give an example. Being exceptional is being exceptional. I like, feel like regardless of who you are, as long as you do the, 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 the exceptional, like I, I, I can, like I can be the also, bare minimum, and I still need to survive. I also, yes. also feel like circumstances get these people to do what they do. Yeah. Because because you're because some of these people are raised in a box. They're told this is all you'll ever be this in life. All these kids know. ask themselves, why am I in high school trying to learn these algebra algebra equations when I will not this I will never get to college. I don't have the money. I will not get exactly. these scholarships. There's nothing out there for me. And if you look at a lot of all these rich um black um um figures we've seen like jay-z and okay i don't know about people but jay-z for example he has a scholarship fund or Nicki minaj who helped who help people pay for their college tuition because mm -hmm. it is hard and it is expensive and also you put in the work and then you get to an office and you're not being valued or you're not being hired or you really really try and nothing nothing comes your way so in the end i think um, it is what it is for for like what the government has or is doing um, Trump's government. Yeah. Now, Trump's <laughs> government. You know, at first I also had that same Trump belief, like man, Trump is just. No, Trump is. But there's just. a lot. He he is is actually, just, yeah. Trump is just. No, no, no. Hear me out. Hear me out. With Trump, with 
Kim K, you know Kim K? Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Yes. She, she petitioned for a bill, uh, which then Trump allowed called a criminal justice reform bill. Mm -hmm. And that bill actually helps black people more than you could think. They but do you know why he allowed it? I feel like if it was any black so that bill um, apparently i don't know how 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 much how it works or anything but like they're going to give uh drug what they call it, like people who have entered prison because of drug drugs doing drugs they're going to give them uh rehab and some people who have been good, you know, those guys who go to prison then change. Yes, reform. Really, really, really yes. Really for people. And yeah, on top of that, they also made a, a new bill of a school choice bill. Mm. Have you heard of that one? Mm. It allows kids who wouldn't, like, you know, most times black kids don't have traces of colleges because of either money or something. Yes. But like, so far now in 18 states, they have traces. Yeah. They can now finally choose which university they want to go to, which college they want to go to, where you want to stay. And I feel like this is. It's a step in our direction. I mean, but the steps well, need to be, be made faster. That's yeah. And that's that's that's, okay, that's before we move on, I don't disregard the Black Lives Movement because even before the queer women came and brought up the Black Lives Movement, generally fighting for black rights has worked because of the time when black people could sit in the front of a bus and now they can't, the time when they couldn't vote. So when you fight for your rights, it does work. But yeah, but. You have to be intelligent about the way you fight for your rights. You can't just now attack the police. No, my th my, I, I don't like that lining, that um, that statement. You have to be intelligent or you have to think of how to fight for certain things. When you're oppressed, you can't ask me how to react to my oppression. Because if, if she slaps me right now and I slap her back, you can't say, no, no, you should have handled it diplomatically. Because Bro, you, you slap me! You're killing people, like you're killing people for fun, like just like that. These young boys, um, I keep forgetting their names. Sorry, I I don't like I, I I react badly to to trauma or pain, so I just forget things. Um, but the young thirteen-year-old who was wearing a gray hoodie was just shot. There's another child who was shot for playing with a toy gun. These are children. These are people who are related to people. These are human beings that are just existing and being shot because the color of their skin threatens people. So then you can't tell people, no, you guys, let's, maybe let's sit down in an office and talk to white people and maybe they will change. Asata Shakur says, you cannot... Uh, you cannot appeal to the moral sense of your oppressor. There's no, like, white people don't want to give black people power. So there's no intelligent way of targeting things. As she said, if it was a black celebrity who had walked into Trump's office and asked for certain things, that there's a chance that it might not have been regarded. Exactly. But so what Kim Kardashian has done is great. amazing. Like, we well, respect that. Is. Yes. But we can't ask people to not fight them. We're tired. They have talks, they have petitions, they have stood in front of the camera, they have begged, please stop killing us, please stop killing us. And there's absolutely nothing that has been done. I'm going to talk about Uganda. You see, you finish your degree, and where, what, the work, getting a job here, unemployment is tough out here for everybody. But think about someone who went to a university locally here, probably doesn't have a lot of connections, and somebody who did okay in university and 
maybe not that well but maybe they want and they're not even that interested in working they want to do other things but their parents are like no you have to work nepotism we have yes (laughs) nepotism does a lot of yes nepotism here is also a very big problem which is Mm -hmm. why when we are looking at politics i see why a lot of people are supporting um i see a lot of why people have issues with the current um the current regime and it's it's it's, valid. it's it's really valid because a lot of it needs to a lot of things need to be untied everywhere in the world especially that's why i keep saying as much as we talk about blm here yes we support and that the movement was beautiful to see everybody from all corners of the world speak up post on their stories i also feel like as ugandans we have seen we need to use that as an example and also bring it home and work on local issues as well so take an example because I feel like even when it comes back to home, it's still a stereotype. The three richest people in this country are not Uganda. Okay, that's... You, there's, there's, it has come to a point where we believe that, that we are we just know. inferior. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, and so, so I say it comes back to stereotypes because we, we naturally believe that, ah, you know, you'll see a white person, you'll see an Asian person, and you're like, ah. No, but also... A sure deal. A sure deal for them. Asians have been known in this country. Asians with businesses have been known in this country. I'm just giving an example from the business side of you. Asians have been known in this country to mistreat black workers. That's true. It is very well known here. But, but okay, you, you, you can not, you cannot you cannot make a business empire purely from mistreating black. You see, they have black, black people working for them. Yes. They work twice as hard. I'm saying we are not doing enough to change the narrative to break the stereotype that says that black people, that Ugandans, can be just as good as the Asians who found. We've from, we've, we've digressed from Black Lives Matter. I want but to back, yeah. just one second. <laughs> I understand. I understand what you're trying to say. But it's not stereotypes. Okay, like, yes, I can wake up in the morning and believe, oh my God, I'm great. I can do this. Oh, but if there are no systems in place to hire me, there's no opportunities. To they, I, don't, I don't have the education. Yes. I don't have, because our education system come for me. Yes. It's trash. It is. And, and I, <laughs> our local education and system speaking, needs to be revised. I'm speaking from a privileged place because I did go to an international school, but I know what I got from an international yes. school that is not, that is not accessible. To, my siblings were international school. That is not accessible to my siblings. And I see what they're learning is not, is not something that they're going to use in the long run. Like we're learning things, they're learning things my dad can help them with. My dad is 50. Why is it? 13 year old learning the same thing you get so there's so much work to be done in uganda to ensure that we're able to do certain work also i think our family systems and how we receive work is not the same because a lot of our parents and this this is a generalized statement are employed whereas for a lot of asian people it is a generational business that you're thrown into so you already have this opportunity at hand for you to be well off so it's not, I guess, yeah, there are stereotypes who think we're inferior, but even if we wake up tomorrow and think we're great, there's work that needs to be done by the government to ensure that opportunities and the system is able to help people to Everyone. be great. Yes. It, it comes back to the that, um, John F. Kennedy quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but what it can do for your country. Fine, the government might not be doing enough to help us, but what are we? As Ugandans do to help ourselves. Uh, it's drink. That, that break, break, I, feel like, I, feel like, I feel like the government needs to give Something. people the opportunity to the system they've created. Like, yeah. They need I, to give everyone the opportunity. We're playing the victim card too much, honestly. I feel to a certain degree. One last conclusion. Close this. Yeah. 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 Yes.
back with black players, man. It's okay. That's why we're here. That's what we're here. But part of the, the conversation, when I read the outline, was to also talk about how it affects us. The country, right? Maybe. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> the thing is, yeah, for me, it got me thinking, honestly. I was like, yo, so can a black person actually, like me, African, can I survive in America? And I was like, Chances you know what? No, I did research, actually did research. And turns out, like, in 2012, about 2.1 million think Africans from Egypt, mm. Kenya, Nigeria, and were like, okay, how did these guys turn out? So by like 2015, yeah. these guys have uh, remitted about, I don't know if that's word, but they provided money back to their country, about 21 billion naira. Those yeah, are Nigerians. But do you know what kind of jobs they're doing? Do you know what kind of jobs they're doing? Me, when you start counting people, you know, the fact that you can count people, exceptions. <laughs> if no, I go to the States with my medical degree uh -huh. and I'm a janitor in a high school, you get a job. I am, I mean, women are the ones who are going really? to earn more money in America than the black You're telling me the hours are working, and I have a medical degree. Women are in a better situation. And I want to practice.